Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Well, folks, you know that uh, with so much going on in the wrestling world, I had to bring back our favorite New Englander. We're talking about the one, the only, Mr. Danny G. Danny G, what's up, bro? What's up, Duke? How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. You know, we we were sitting here for the past, you know, 20, 25 minutes talking about food and, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, Jesus, Danny, we're, we're giving away all the good stuff. We should be recording some of this. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah yeah we we had some we said some interesting things. That's for sure. That's that's a, that's for sure, man. And I'm still, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday, so I'm still keeping an eye out on my uh, fantasy football teams. How is your team doing right now? Uh, I'm actually in three leagues. Uh, oh, wow. I'm in I'm in one league that I've been in probably since 1999 with with some guys. So you know that's that's quite a few years on that one. And then I'm in another league. Uh, with uh, with people I used to work with at a job, and then I'm in Brad Shepard's league with him. So I have fun. I like I like fantasy football. They're not all money leagues. Only only one of them really is. So I just you know I do it for fun. I enjoy it. it gives It gives me something to pay attention to on Sundays. Absolutely. Now now talk to me about Brad's league. I mean, where are you in the in the pack so far? Um, two and one. I'm in the top. I think I'm number four overall. I beat oh, wow. I whooped Brad. I did whoop Brad. So and my team name is uh, KO is my hero. So uh, for Kevin Owens, and we know how much he loves Kevin Owens. Listen, Kevin Owens has has uh, made a complete life change. He's he's been toning up, and looks like he's been hitting that gym hard. I I have a theory that um, Brad Shepard is to blame for that. Uh, could be, could be. I mean, I I've never understood Brad's hate for Kevin Owens. Honestly, um, it you know one of those things that I I just think I think Kevin Owens is good. I, I think I think he's one of those reliable guys that you can you can pretty much plug into any storyline and he'll make it work. You know, I've always felt that about him. But you know, it it is what it is. You know, you know I don't like everybody he likes. He doesn't like everybody I like. So you know, what are you gonna do? Let me tell you something. I I agree with you where I feel that uh, Owens is very talented. Uh, dependable, you know, which is which is important there. So I'm, I'm going to give the guy his props on that. But I don't like the guy because I think he's a he's a phony bastard. <laughs> you know, I, I I think that there came a point in life where he realized if he pretends that he's one of the wokesters, then that'll keep him out of trouble. But in reality, he's he's kind of a jerk. So you know, Kevin, I respect your your quality of work, and that's really all that matters. But from what I've seen. And maybe I haven't seen enough, and or maybe there's been a, a misunderstanding of what I've seen. But from what I've seen in regard to some of the decision making you, you've made throughout your career, I, I don't particularly care for you, Kevin. So there's that. You know, I think he has me blocked too, which is <laughs> I, it's amazing. Every once in a while, I'm scrolling down Twitter and I see something, and I'm like, oh, this person has me blocked. I'm like, I never interacted with you in my life. I don't know. 
I don't know what I would have, but I guess it's kind of a badge of honor when somebody blocks you, you know? Well, well here's the thing. With Owens, I can tell you exactly when he blocked me. And, and the same thing with um, Sami Zayn. They both blocked me at the same time. I told Ricochet that he was a talented guy and that that match that he had, remember when him and Will Osprey was having those matches and it looked like a yeah. video? I said, yep. look, it's a fantastic display of athleticism, but that's not pro wrestling in my no. book. It's a bunch of baloney. You and, know how I feel about that. Well, well, Ricochet took offense to what I said, and he responded to it. And I can't remember what he said. I mean, he didn't cuss me, but he, he did basically tell me um, – Everybody needs to stop talking about it and 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 go to hell or something like that. That was about as bad as it was. But I noticed after that, Owens and Sami Zayn, they both blocked me. And I'm like, wow, I, I never spoke to these guys before. So that's that's fascinating, you know. But, you yeah. well, know, people are very sensitive these days, Duke, if you haven't noticed. Let me tell you something. That hasn't stopped me from letting them know how I feel. So if they, if they ever want to vanity search, you know, most of them do, I give props where props do. I, I think Sami Zayn is in a lane right now and we could start here, Danny G. Yeah. I, th- I think you can make an argument that Sami Zayn should get a title run. It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. I think he, uh, he's doing some of the best work of his career and it's, and I mean, a lot of it is obviously character work, but he's just, like I said, he's one of those guys. He's just a true professional. You know he could he could go in any he can go in any lane and I mean even if if you think about it you know maybe he could be the guy that dethrones Roman I don't think they'll do that but what a quick interesting storyline that would be you know what I mean like hey I'm going to give you a shot Sammy you know you've earned it and then he wins you know I, I mean I don't see that happening but that would be well, pretty it, interesting it would be interesting if it did and here, here's what I think about that because yes at first glance you say well it could be quick but then again it's like well wait a second. What if you draw that out a little bit? What what if you what if you do it for a month or two? You know, where Sammy where Roman is chasing Sammy and is beating the hell out of Sammy, but somehow, some way Sammy manages to escape every time. <laughs> I think that would drive Roman Reigns completely insane. And then the whatever the blow off would be, it would have to be a major match, whether it be a hell in the cell or a last man standing or something like that. But you could you could have Z- Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns once or twice. Yeah. And win the championship. So win the championship the first time. And then on the rematch, beat him again. And then Roman has to, you know, battle other people in order to get back up to the top to get another rematch. But that rematch is like the last time he's ever going to get a rematch and you make it a blow off. I think there's money to be made in that story. It could, it could. I mean, Sammy's. You know, I mean, one of the one of the more underrated stories of the year was, I I actually enjoyed the Sammy Zayn Johnny Knoxville match at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not usually into those types of matches, but I actually thought that they did a good job. And and reason being was because Sammy was willing to go with the flow and do what need to do to make it interesting. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, 100. percent You're absolutely right. And and that just again is a testament to Sammy Zayn. I think. In the vein of The Miz, although they're two totally different people, and obviously Sami Zayn, um, his wrestling ability is is completely different from what Miz can do. He can do a lot more than Miz can do, although I prefer Miz's style of wrestling over the rest of them. Um, But in the vein of The Miz, I think that Sami Zayn is a beatable champion, an unlikely champion, 
but he can make everything he does so interesting that you're going to pay attention. Exactly. I agree. You know? I don't disagree and, with that at all. And what the hell is wrong with that? Isn't that what this is about or should be about at least? Oh yeah, that would definitely send the uh that would send, that would definitely send the humanoids in an uproar, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I you love know. it. The humanoids. I love you know, speaking of humanoids, you 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 know, Danny G, you listen to the show and, and you share the stuff and, and we're always interacting with each other, become great friends. Yep. Um respect you and appreciate you for all of your support and, and what have you. You know I have your back in return. Um Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the, the, the PWI 500. Yep. I've been covering this for for years, obviously, and I'm a, I'm a lifelong reader of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and, and obviously the 500, once that started, I've, I've always picked those up. Um, but I got to tell you, you know, this year's list had all the right people, but they weren't all in the right ranking, especially within the top 10. And, and you and I had spoken about this offline and you told me something interesting. You said you had your own top 10. And I, 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 I said, Danny G, I don't want to hear it until you come on the show. I want to be surprised and I want to react to it with real reaction. Uh, when you reveal the Danny G top 10, so let, let's just get right into it, brother, because and we'll start we'll work our way from the bottom up. OK, you know, so so tell me, starting with number 10, who is your number 10 pick and why? And then all I'll right. react. To that. So. All right. So my my top 10 is based on obviously there's a the normal stuff, you know, like championship titles, uh, t, you know, th- being the main one, championships, wins, losses, all that good stuff. I mean, you know, it's in that. But what what I put into the factors for me was I felt like guys that created buzz guys that piqued my interest that made me want to turn the TV on, on a Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday night to see what could be happening. If you know what I mean. Um, and I'll you'll be surprised by a couple of my top tens, but you, you know, I think overall you're going to like it. You may, you'll disagree with a good, a good portion of it, I think, but I think you'll like it. So we'll start with number 10. You ready? I'm all ears, brother. MJF, because he, you know, the whole thing about not not showing up at one of the pay-per-views and getting on the the airplane and heading out and stuff like that and then showing up and doing the job, I feel like he actually created buzz for that pay-per-view that a lot of people weren't going to buy in general. Um, not that a lot of people ended up doing it anyways, but I felt like that created a little bit of a buzz and um, – I definitely feel like he has done what he needs to do to create around that some buzz around that awful company. Um, and unfortunately right now he's at a, got a golden opportunity and the booker of the year has a chance to maybe try to do something with this guy. But what is he doing? He's in a feud with wheel of freaking Yuta. Give me a break. So I, I, I did this a couple of weeks ago. That may have changed a little bit since then, but I stuck to my original list. So MJF to me was number 10. Well, let me just say, I, I like MJF to a certain degree. I, I think he's a very talented, sharp young man, although what I don't like about him is a cheap heat. Yeah, I don't I hate- think he's, he's proven that he can get over without cussing and acting like a complete lunatic all the time. So I think that he needs to clean that up and get more creative with how he's delivering 
the message he's trying to deliver. It, it reminds me of, you know, there are certain comedians that if you take the curse words out, they're really not that funny. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I wonder what a guy like MJF, if you take the curse words out, is he really that clever? Um, so that's yet to be determined. So I don't, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little iffy on that. His, his style of wrestling, in my opinion, is the absolute drizzling crap. I, I just, I do not like his style of wrestling. I think that he needs to go back to the drawing board. I don't know who, who trained this guy, but there's nothing to write home about with his wrestling ability. And that's unfortunate. You know, I think a guy like MJF, he should be studying The Miz. And figuring out how to to incorporate that and wrestle that style as opposed to this. I mean, the guy wrestles so generic and so uneventful, really. Like, there's really nothing special once the bell rings. And you don't really hear anyone saying that an MJF match was really that good. I mean, you know, some people say they like the dog collar match with, with CM Punk, but why? Because CM Punk was in there because they were bleeding. It yeah. wasn't like they were saying MJF wrestled in an incredible match. So it yeah. just, you know, but so I, I understand why you put him where you put him. I just will say to MJF, you're never going to make it into the WWE as a wrestler. It'll never happen until you learn how to clean up your act and you learn how to actually wrestle like somebody who's a top guy. Because yeah, right I, now, I actually, I don't ever see him, honestly. I don't ever see WWE even wanting a guy like him. I really don't. There because. It is. There it is. It's don't because you're right. When the cheap heat is one thing, the swears and all that stuff, which is going to have to change anyways, because WBD isn't going to allow it going forward. I'm sure they already censored last week, so you know I'm sure they're going to try to do something about it moving forward. I just, I just, you know, I think WWE can take almost anybody and turn them into an MJF. So I don't think that they'll go out of their way towards a bidding war of 2024 like he thinks. Well said. Well said. All right, let's let's move on to the next one. Who's number nine? Number nine is actually a tie. So what? this is no, the no, old... no, 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 Danny G. <laughs> I, well, you're, 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 what kind of kangaroo court is this? What kind of list? A tie. <laughs> a tie. So it's actually it's it's a tie between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I'm, I'm writing you up, Danny G. That's it. I'm suing you for this. This this list <laughs> has already lost all. It it only took you two. It only took you two posts, and you've already lost all credibility. A tie. <laughs> what the hell is a tie? It's, I couldn't decide between the two. I didn't want to leave them both out. So, and since they kind of came in together, I figured it was worth it. So, uh, but re- reason being, one uh, Kevin Owens. We already talked about him. He's all reliable, but the man wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. You can't discount that. Whether you like it or not, I know our buddy Brad couldn't stand it. I actually liked it a lot. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good show, and he deserved it. And then again, we always talked about Sami Zayn too. He's in there too. I mean, he's he's Sami's created buzz, and he has done some great character work. And honestly, like even right now, the bloodline whole thing, I, I'm willing to bet you that that was one of those storylines. They were like, oh, let's give it a shot and see if it works. Kind of like maybe Sami had the idea of giving it a shot. And then they let him roll with it, and then they saw how good it was, and they've let it run. I'm not going to discount anything that you said about either one of those two guys. I don't like Kevin Owens, but I respect his his quality of work, and I respect the fact that you know he he does fit, and there is a place for him. And 
there is a fan base out there that enjoys him. And, you know, there are times, especially when he first came in and he, and he was feuding with John Cena, there are times when I actually enjoy Kevin Owens and I want to see him. The, those are far, few and far between, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Um, but to, to say that he's a tie with Sami Zayn is very insulting, Danny G. And, I'm, and frankly, I'm ashamed that you even said it because Sami Zayn, at this point, over the past year, is doing some of the best work of anyone in the industry. Agreed. So for him to have to carry, and I don't care how many pounds Kevin Owens has lost uh, since Brad Shepard started calling that out, for to, for Sami Zayn to have to carry Kevin Owens like he's been carrying Kevin Owens throughout their entire friendship, um, it's just really unfortunate and unfair. And um, Danny G, I, I just I don't know why you you feel the need to disrespect Sami Zayn in this manner, but here we are. So I guess we're having our first fight, Duke. So it's our first fight. <laughs> and, and of all the people to have it over, we're having it over two guys in Sami Zayn and, and, and Kevin Owens, two guys who have me blocked. What the hell's going on? <laughs> well, if they're out there, Sami Zayn and KO, I'll take a follow back. How about there that? There so. it is. Yeah. Yeah. You could give Danny the follow back while you continue to block me. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Number eight. All right, so number eight is a guy that could have been higher. Um, I also factored in, I wanted to make sure the guys, these guys were a majority of singles wrestlers throughout the year and also, you know, not necessarily got hurt. So big, I got Big E at number eight. He could have been higher had he not gotten injured, unfortunately, which was one of the saddest things I've ever seen because you know he's just one of the good guys that's out there. He's just a just a great human being. You can tell he's a very good performer in the ring. I wish they had represented him better in his title reign. I think that if Triple H was in charge at the time, Big E would have been represented a little bit better. And unfortunately, getting hurt in the ring like that with that ridiculous move that doesn't need to be done on the outside of the ring. I don't understand why they feel like they need to do that with two big guys like that, but they did it, and he got hurt. I hope he comes back. Um, but he had a great year overall. I mean, beating Bobby Lashley, uh, then again on Hell in a Cell, beating him again, had a couple good title defenses. So, you know, he could have been higher on the list had he not gotten hurt. Okay. All right. I mean, look, Big E should be on the list, so – you know, I'll give you that. And and number eight is fair. I mean, he did get injured. He had he had missed a significant amount of time over the past year. I got to be honest with you. I have not been impressed with Big E, the singles wrestler, as much as I've been impressed with Big E, the tag team wrestler. Or the Agreed. Wrestler. 100%. 100%. Um, but I will say that his matches with Bobby Lashley have just been tremendous. And yeah, especially they were good. in the cage. I oh, mean, that just, was awesome. Oh, my God. Just just some of the best cage match that I've seen in a long time. And I give a lot of credit to Bobby Lashley for that because Bobby Lashley put Big E in a position to be able to show his stuff and look yep. strong doing it. Yep. You know what I mean? So, so you know, kudos to, to both of them. But Big E, to his credit, he didn't mess it up. So nope. that's important. Not. Um, I don't really care how much of a good guy he is. I mean, so what? You know what I mean? Being a good guy has nothing to do with wrestling ability, in my opinion. Although, to a certain degree, uh, that may have something to do with chemistry in the ring. And maybe your opponents will want to work harder for you because they actually 
respect and, and dare yeah. I say, like you. So I, I understand what you mean by that. Um, but Big E on a personal level, I don't give a damn how much of a good guy you are. Um, I think that you're, you've wasted everyone's time with those stupid dives that I keep telling you to stop doing. You're like 400 pounds yeah. of, of raw muscle, and you're out here doing dives like a, like a complete and utter yeah. humanoid. And, you know, Rich Holland shouldn't have done that move that he did to you on the outside, and you certainly shouldn't have allowed him to do it. But I'm going to tell you, the dives didn't help you. And they probably are responsible for putting you in a position where you, you are as injured as you are. Yep. And somebody's going to take offense to what I just said. And, and to all those somebody, kiss my glorious brown backside because it's the truth. Okay? This guy has no business diving. Anyone his size shouldn't be diving. It's ridiculous. And, the, and, and, it, and it hurts the business. Because you have a guy like Big E who we, we built up and we got him to a position where he's a champion. And then the guy gets injured. So what do you do with that now? You know what I mean? It's like you can't even bump him back up when when other people have they got to take time off or get injured or et cetera, et cetera. And more importantly, you probably ended his career, you know. So we got to look into this stuff. All of you promoters out there, your big guys should not be diving. That's my opinion. With that said, though, I, I agree, Danny G. Big E, he should at least be in the top 10. So number eight, I'm OK with that. That's good. OK, what do we have for number seven, Danny G.? This this one is killing me, but I I had to do it because it would it would have been it would have taken away all credibility of any list if I didn't. But I got good old Phil CM Punk on here when he came back last year, last August. Um, I will I won't lie, I was very happy. I always liked CM Punk. I liked him in WWE. I don't like what he did in WWE at the end, but. I was glad to see him came back. The reaction he got, obviously, it was in Chicago, so he was going to get that reaction. But that was it was great. And then about ten minutes into it, he opened his mouth, and it all went downhill from there for me. But as far as a guy who put in the work this year and you know created some buzz and had some matches, um, you know, got himself to the title twice, even though he got hurt both times. I'll um, I put him on there. Um, not a fan of him anymore. I I I I can't I I cannot stand the guy now, honestly. But his body of work throughout the course of the year was pretty good. This is probably the last we're ever going to see him wrestle again. Wow. Okay. <laughs> a guy who wanted to do flippy moves and in buckshot lariats and stuff and got injured every time he did it. He's jumping into the crowd. He gets injured. What a what a complete and utter disaster he is. And and, and, and you know why, Duke? Because he was away for seven years. This isn't a job that you can be these I mean, not that I've ever done it, but you these guys can't be away from it for that long and not expect to come back and, and expect to come back and be able to do all these things. I mean, even Edge, you can see, I mean, he was gone for so long. He's not the same wrestler he was before, and he knows that. But I mean, just, you know, it's just the botches alone that he, 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 I think he did more hurt for himself as a performer coming back than he did anything because, I mean, just that match with the Hangman Page, why did he try the buckshot lariat? Not once, but twice. And he botched it both times. You know what I mean? And, 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 and I don't know. I just, he's not good for the business. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> no. 
I don't I don't think that he is either. And you know, CM Punk, if you're listening, I just want you to know that you are everything wrong about pro wrestling. You're selfish. Uh, it's all about you. You divide locker rooms. You are the type of person that a wrestling company will destroy itself from the inside out having somebody like you around. Yes, the fans are, are interested in you. And yes, you are co- interesting and, and compelling because you are so destructive. And we know you're destructive. So it's it's like, it doesn't matter how terrible a car crash is. We're going to watch it because we know it's a car crash. That's CM Punk. Okay. Now, Phil yep. Brooks, whoever you are as a human being, I don't know you. I'm not going to sit there and judge you as a human being. So I'm going to leave it at that. But in the wrestling world, this character and the way that you portray yourself and the way that you do business behind the scenes that we know of, you're a disaster. Okay, Danny G, who, who do we have next? <laughs> number six. Let me see. My list fell down here. For number six, I actually have Drew McIntyre. And mainly because he's been a workhorse for the company since the pandemic. Since the pandemic, uh, he, you know, I, he had, I mean, he had his title runs during the pandemic. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him have that with actual crowds. Um, but he's also, you know, he's, he's a guy, another guy that you can plug into just about any storyline. You know, he's on the road every week with them. He's, you know, he, he had a great match with Roman at, at Clash at the Castle. That was great. Um, does what's right for the business. I, I just think I think he's he's been a workhorse, and that's the main reason for me putting him in here. Is I I I think that he does what's right for the business, and he's good for WWE, and I just enjoy I I actually enjoy his work. I mean, he's he's not my favorite wrestler, and you know he's not the best on the mic, but you know I don't change the channel when he comes on. I actually enjoy Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and I know a lot of people don't like the sword. I like the sword. I think that makes him yeah. more interesting. The thing I like about the sword, I like it as a prop, Duke. Don't be swinging it around because yeah. everyone and I'm, I mean, seriously, one, everyone and our mother knows that he's not going to really use it. And two, God forbid he ever lost, like, you know, he let go and it, and it gets into the crowd or something like that. That's just dangerous. Agreed. Agreed wholeheartedly. You know, McIntyre, I don't mind him being on the list. I, I think Drew has carved out a space for himself. And I think that at any point he could be in the the title picture. So because of that, uh, he is one of the top wrestlers in the world. He has to be because he's he's in the title picture for the number one company in the world. So it is what it is. So Drew, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. That's that's a good pick. What yeah. do we got next? Brock Lesnar, number okay. five. Just because he's Brock Lesnar. I mean, his. I I could watch him and Roman fight every day. I, I really do. I have never seen them have a. I don't think they've ever had a bad match. Um, you know, I know. You know, just if you think about it, I, I none of us can really prove this, but I mean, at elimination, I mean, kind of like impromptu when Lashley went down and was really hurt and couldn't compete, they had to do something. You know what I mean? They had they had to figure something out. So you know, Brock, you know, Brock won the title and he went in into WrestleMania. So. I just I, I feel like over the course of time, Brock's matches have also gotten much, much better. I think I think he can get in the ring with just about anybody. It can turn it into a good match, whether they're a big guy like Roman, you know, a little guy like Finn Balor or AJ Styles. I I, I just I, I like Brock Lesnar and I like I like this I like I actually like uh 
face Brock Lesnar more than heel Brock. I mean, heel Brock Lesnar. I just think that he's done a great job with this cowboy character. And, you know, we all know he'll be back. Um, probably won't be back till after the first of the year, but he'll be back and he'll be in the main event picture. And he's, you know, he's good. He's good. He's good for business. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you said. And I, and I think that even though he hasn't wrestled as much as the other people on this list here over the past year, still when he wrestles, it's box office. It's exactly. the biggest thing going. It's the most compelling thing going. You're going to pay attention. For that alone, yeah, Brock Lesnar should be on this top 10 list for sure. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. What so do we have next? Number four is uh, Seth freaking Rollins. Just another guy who I think has had a, a stellar year. Um, just another guy you can pretty much put into any any storyline. He makes it good. The guy has de- – the guy's character development over the course of his entire career has been fantastic. You know, you know, he's going from, you know, being the being in the shield, you know, to being the beast slayer, to being the Monday night Messiah. Now he's a Seth freaking Rollins with all the crazy suits. Um, and I, another guy who I think is always has a good match um, is a guy who used to do a lot of, you know, as you always say, uh, you know, flippy dippy peanut butter skippy. He's kind of gotten away from that. You know, and I think he's it was smart because I think it's going to extend his career. And he's, you know, he's had some really good storylines. I obviously loved the storyline with Cody. Um, I thought when he came out at the Royal Rumble to the Shield music against Roman was one of the top four or five moments of the year. I really, 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 really liked that. And I would really like to see him do another program at Roman. I think those two guys also always deliver. So that's why I got Seth Rollins at my number four. No complaints from me. I, I like Rollins. Um, I think he's like a, a step above Drew McIntyre, but he's kind of in that pack at the same time. He, he's not the the top, top guy. He's not the A-plus guy, but he's a solid A, A-minus, and, and you need those kind of guys. Those guys make great transitional champions. They make great challengers. Those guys will keep your company warm, when it stops, when it starts to cool off, um, it's not always going to be hot. You know, sometimes it, it gets a little cool out there. You know, take a, take a Roman Reigns. If you take Roman Reigns and he's not on TV and he's not doing the pay per views for a few months, WWE is going to cool off. Yep. You know, so so a guy like Seth Rollins doing his thing and having great matches and and pushing the envelope um, in terms of like what he's doing with Riddle right now. This is all good stuff. This will all keep enough heat going that you'll stay warm at least until a guy like Roman comes back or until you elevate somebody else. Let's say a, a Bianca Belair um, becomes John Cena in the sense that she she really puts it all together and, and, and realizes her potential, which she's on the road to that. You, you need a Seth Rollins, and having a Seth Rollins is important. And if you did not have a Seth Rollins, you'd be in big trouble. So that's a good, that's a good one again. Good stuff. So number three, um, kind of was a tough. It, he's he's higher than I, I don't think you'll agree with it, but uh, I got Cody Rhodes at number three because I was a Cody fan when he was in WWE originally. Even as dashing Cody Rhodes and all those bad gimmicks that went through, I liked him uh, when he left. When he left WWE and bet on himself and kind of started the whole independent thing. He actually is what kind of got me into some more independent wrestling more than I had been in a long time. I started following him, you know, when he went through all those 
other things. And then, you know, then eventually he, he landed up in AEW and I don't care what anybody says, there's no AEW without Cody Rhodes. And for then three years later for him to leave AEW and debut at WrestleMania, that was my favorite moment of the year. I thought that was great. Even though we all knew it was happening, it was just, it was just a great moment. I thought he put on some great matches with Seth Rollins. It sucks he got hurt the way he did, but he, he also did tough it out through that match, which which was great. And I do look forward to him coming back and winning the Royal Rumble. And I also just think that he created some serious buzz around WrestleMania that wasn't necessarily there up until very, very close to the end with, you know, Roman and everybody else. But I think I think Cody was a big reason why, especially night one of WrestleMania was really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand why you're ranking Cody in your top 10. And then I, I guess I understand why you're ranking him so high. Uh, his impact on the industry is is undoubtable. You cannot sit here with a straight face and, and say that Cody Rhodes isn't one of the most influential people in all of pro wrestling over the past year. He has been. There's no question about that. I'm going to go with it, Danny G. I'm not going to give you much pushback on it. But he wouldn't make my list. That's all I'll say. Yep, fair enough. Yeah, that's right. So, but that leads me to number two, which would be Bobby Lashley. Yeah, um, who is? I just think I just think he's he's he. I mean, for a guy at forty five years old to be doing the best work of his career, just goes to say what a great uh, professional and performer he is. He's had good matches with so many people, whether it's from Big E whether it's uh, AJ Styles, whether it was Seth Rollins, whether it was Omos. I mean, he carried Omos in that match at WrestleMania. Um, I honestly think that they're leading up to him having a program, a real program with Brock Lesnar, and which, who, by the way, he did beat at the Royal Rumble to get the title back. So that was – I just think Bobby Lashley has had a great year. I think he's a guy that you can keep at the top of the card – I'd love to see him have a program with Roman. I'd love to see if they ever split the belts, put one of them on him. Uh, I just think I just think he had a, he's had a great year, and at forty what five years old, you know he's at the top of his profession, and he's and he's still going strong. I don't think he has any end in sight. Bobby Lashley, without a doubt, is on the greatest run of his career, and one of the greatest runs that we've seen in in modern wrestling history. Um, and he's doing it, he's doing it quietly which is unfortunate. I think that if Bobby Lashley was a little more brash, a little more braggadocious, I think we would be talking about him the way that we should, which is to say that this is a Hall of Famer. We're watching history happen before our eyes. Yeah. Now, now, guys like us, we get it, So, we, which is exactly why he's number two on your list. We get it. you know. But the wrestling world, I feel, takes Bobby Lashley for granted because – let me tell you something. I'll be 40 this year, and there's just no way on earth that I could get my body to look the way it looked when I was 25 years old. I mean, <laughs> give me a break, okay? It's just not going to happen. You know, Bobby Lashley looks even better today than he did when he was 25 years old. It's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. The guy is a freak. And look, people could say, well, you know, he's taking the, the performance enhancers and stuff. That may be true. And, I, and I'm and i not going to sit here with a straight face and, 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 and pretend like that's not true. That, that may be true. But here's the thing. You still got to put the work in. 
you know, you, you still got to work out and you still got to sit there and sculpt each muscle group meticulously in order to to look like that. And oh, by the way, he's getting tossed around and he's tossing people around and he's on the road and stuff like that. So for his body to be able to hold up and look that way at this stage in his career, I mean, have we ever seen this before? No, I know. It's unbelievable. I mean, the only person I can think of that comes close is Lex Luger. And Lex Luger never wrestled at the level that Bobby Lashley has been wrestling. Uh, but Lashley was a wrestler. So, I mean, that that helps him. I don't even know if Lex Luger looked this good at, at this age uh, when you compare it to Bobby Lashley. Yeah. He's uh, it's 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 unbelievable how it's unbelievable how unbelievably good shape that guy is in. It's like it's it's it, I, I, the word I like to use is Adonis. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. an absolute Adonis. He really is. And and you know something, Brock Lesnar doesn't even look as good as Bobby Lashley consistently, right? Lesnar physically, he's imposing and all that good stuff. And there are moments when he like looks like, oh man, this guy he's, he got himself cut up again. But but Lesnar has his ups and downs, just like any normal person, especially his age. Bobby Lashley has never not looked like he was carved out of granite. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. I know. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's 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 unbelievable. It's like it's 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 it makes you so jealous. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, here's what I say, Danny G. When I look in the mirror. Uh, my my alter ego, my my superhero, the the version of myself that I see in my eyes that the rest of the world doesn't see. You know, like Shallow Hal. Remember Shallow Hal? Uh, that movie there. Oh yeah, I, yep, yep, yeah, yep. So so my Shallow Hal moment when I look in the mirror, I see Bobby Lashley. You know, yep. if if I could if I could look like anybody, I would look like that guy. Not because I want a bunch of big muscles and stuff like that, but it's the whole presentation. He dresses sharp. Yep. Um, he he's just about his business. You don't really hear about too too much controversy surrounding his personal life. He doesn't let that get in the way of work. Uh, just overall, he's just a, a class act and somebody who is a compliment to the entire pro wrestling industry. I mean, he yep. really is. He's great. He he is. So that's that's a good call out there. All right. Yep. So so Danny G. You only got one pick left, and I noticed that so far, unlike Pro Wrestling Illustrated, you haven't named one person from New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, nope. I, <laughs> so are you are you about to do a major heel turn on me right now and name some some guy from the the depths of of uh, USA Japan who who <laughs> you know he 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 does Dance Dance Revolution and and he likes to. Um, cosplay all the different types of dragon ball z characters or some nonsense like that are you going to did you find cecil fielder somewhere in japan and you're dusting him off and now he's your number one wrestler come on tell me the truth danny g all right i i, I did i did it, my you know my number one is going to be uh uh let's see let's see uh no obviously come on anyone who thinks that Roman Reigns isn't the top dog in in the industry right now. Doesn't doesn't watch. I, I don't know what you're watching. The guy is he's killing it. He's he gets he's getting better. He's finally the Roman Reigns everybody wanted him to be, and it's it's it, it's great to watch every week. The long ring entrance, the mic work. He's always delivered in the ring. As far as I'm concerned, he's always been a good performer. 
and you know, right now he's just he's just at a whole new level. You know, I, I'm going to SmackDown on Friday night because I just wanted to make sure I got a chance to see Roman live before uh, before you know he decides to someday leave us and go to Hollywood. That's good stuff. I mean, look, man, he's this is one of the greatest runs in the history of pro wrestling, and it's ironic because I've been calling out Roman Reigns for years. He was my arch nemesis. And my biggest issue with him is that I never felt he was being his authentic self. And he wasn't. It, he, re- he really wasn't. And, and it wasn't until the big dog and then transitioning into the tribal chief where it's like, yes, that's the guy. Yep. That's the real guy. He, he's more handsome. He has, a, he has more luxurious hair. He has, a, has the most gorgeous wife. He, he got the big muscles. He's got the championship. He's got the contract, which means he has the money. A guy like that, I don't give a damn who you are. There's no way in hell you're not going to have some serious edge, an air of, of I'm better than you. Um, there's no way you're not going to be the type of person that people are going to look at. And it's like, I I don't know if I like this guy or or, <laughs> or if I don't like this guy. I don't yeah. know if I want to give him a hug or if I want to punch him in the face, but you know he'll probably beat me up, and then he can afford to 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 kick my ass and then pay for it. So you know, I'm just going to stay out of his way. Like that's who the real guy is. So so stop pretending that you're this cookie cutter, sweet baby face trying to please everybody. Get the hell out of here. I know. You I know. know. You yep. you can't look like that and have that kind of money and have it. Have you seen his wife, Danny G? Yeah, she's beautiful. Oh my God, she she looks better than him. You know what I mean? You can't walk around with with all that going on and not be somewhat of a little bit of a pompous jerk. I mean, that's it's that's life. It's just the way it is. That doesn't yep. mean you're a bad person, but it's just you recognize and you own your greatness, and that's what it, what it really was. Roman wasn't owning his greatness because I don't think he ever really believed he was great. No, you know, I, no, it's not that I don't think he believed it, but I, I just think he was one of those guys where sometimes, sometimes guys are too much team players. Yeah, you know, you know, he's a team player, and I think I think he was just doing what the company wanted him to do. I don't think he's a guy that wants to draw attention to himself and wants to create controversy or anything like that. I just think. Um, and I honestly think that he kind of just fell into this. You know, I think he came back and they let him be a heel and then it all just kind of evolved from there. You know, adding Paul Heyman was excellent. I thought that was great for him. And it's it's it, it works. It's good. It's good. And I like the thing I like the most about it is I like the fact that he's been champion for so long. Yeah. One of the things that always has bothered me about wrestling over the past, I want to say 10 years, is the title change, the constant title changes. It's okay to have a guy hold the belt for a little while. It's okay. It's okay if the guy's a champion for a year. We grew up on Flair and Hogan and and Bob Backlund. We grew up on guys holding the title for years. Of course. Yep, of course. I mean, and even like, I mean, even Ric Flair, if you think about it, like he lost it a couple of times, but he he would gain it back like two months later. He would gain it back like in in some cases two weeks later, you know. Yeah, who was? But that? I like that. that. I think that when you didn't, he, didn't he take the belt back from Roddy Garvin in like two weeks or something? Like it was two months. It was it was two months. But well, Kerry Von Erich, it was eighteen days. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, it was just like it's it's when you have a long term champion, especially a heel long term champion, 
it, it, it makes people want to show up because you never you, you're hoping that this is the one time he's going to lose, that he's finally going to lose. And that's where it, it's at that point now with Roman, where when he finally does have to drop the belt, it's going to be epic and it's going to have to be to the right person. Agreed. Agreed 100 percent. And listen, I love this whole bloodline stuff. I mean, obviously, the Sammy stuff is great. Everything with the Usos has just been top of the line. Fantastic. And, you know, a guy that I didn't see it in, but clearly he has it, Solo Sokoa. Oh, he does. I, I I, think I've said this to you from the beginning. I felt like since since he started on NXT 2.0, I always felt he was, re- he was the most ready wrestler they had at the time, you know, from the beginning. I thought, like, when I saw him in his work in the ring and stuff, I'm like, this guy's a natural – I said he's he's the most overall ready guy for the main roster at that time. I mean, there are other guys there who are ready, I feel, now too. But he was he was ready pretty much from the beginning. He could have probably come right to the main roster. These I guys, agree. they're just naturals. It's in their blood. It's in their blood. And and maybe that's why they never made him champion. I mean, I don't I'm not I'm not down with the Braun Breaker experiment. I still think that it that guy leaves a lot to be desired. You know but, how I feel about him. Yeah, exactly. It, but but you know the thing about Solo, even his gimmick, it didn't really work in NXT. But damn, does it work with the bloodline? It does. It was yeah. It, you're right. It didn't work in NXT. It, it didn't. But he was. But he but he put up good matches. He put he up put good, up good matches. matches. And and he's yep. putting up good matches now. I mean, yep. and I love the fact that he's looking at his brothers and he's like, no, I'm gonna hang out with Sammy. You know what I mean? And, and he's yeah. gonna he's gonna protect Sammy. And yeah. and what does that really mean? And when you think about it, it's like, oh, that just means he's Sammy's buddy. But it's like, no, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And and if exactly. Roman, if Roman brings his little cousin along and he's like, look, this guy, you know, we're just using him, but I don't really trust him. So I want you to stay close to him and report back to me what's really going on with him. Like, there's a whole lot that has not been said that is understood. You know what I mean? Just yep. pairing those two together. And it, it's it's hilarious. It's fantastic. Yep. It's compelling. I yep. want I want to see Solo Sokoa as much as I want to see anyone right now in the entire industry. It's it's a story. It's a it's, it's a storyline, story which is what you want. Which is what you want, which is what we don't get on Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me throw something at you because you just you just sparked my creative juices here for a second. Can you imagine a show? And I know it would be very difficult for them to do, although they could do it low budget and just record it on their phones and stuff like that, or give them handhelds to record it, GoPros or something. But can you imagine a show in which WWE would advance these storylines by allowing backstage conversations that get posted maybe online or maybe, you know, bits and pieces throughout the show, but they keep this stuff going, you know, oh, so yeah. like Sammy and, 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 and solo in the car with each other talking or going down the street and somebody says something smart to Sammy and then solo beats the hell out of them. Like you could keep this thing even more compelling. Oh, Absolutely. Um, and I think people would actually consume it. I think people would look for it and want to pay more attention to it if you were to do it. Yeah, that, yeah. no, that would that would be that would be great with, with a lot of different a lot of different storylines. You know, a lot of different things. You know, I I think that would be awesome. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, you see, you know, a couple of guys that are just hanging out. Hey, let's go, let's go, let's go to Taco Bell and grab dinner. You exactly. know what I mean, or something like that. You know, and 
I definitely think, yeah, they could they could do that stuff. Like one of the things, like, you know, I'm going back a few years now, but like when I CM Punk, right? Remember when he obviously you know he beat John Cena that night in in, in Chicago when he took the belt and he left and stuff like that. They dropped the ball on that storyline so bad. I mean, think about it. You know what I mean? You could have CM Punk showing up on the Today Show with the WWE belt. It's like, yeah, I don't work for him, but I got their title. You know what I mean? You could have him showing up at like sporting events and like, oh yeah, the you know, just to create like buzz and controversy. You know, they could have done so many good things with that, and they didn't. It's true. It's true, and that's unfortunate because you're leaving money on the table. I think that. In this day and age here where, look, you got a few extra minutes, you, you pop on YouTube or, or Facebook Watch or Instagram, and you're watching these short videos, you know, these 30-second, these one-minute, these two-minute quick clips here. What's stopping WWE from, from feeding us a little bit more of that type of content where you're furthering storylines there? Yep. You know? Yep. And it, and it doesn't always have to be a wrestling match. It could just yeah. be people talking about the wrestling matches, just people or or, or the aftermath of the match. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Or, you know, even like you know, even like once in a while, you know, you know, guys that are in like a big feud, uh, you know, like Seth Rollins sees Riddle at like a, you know, he sees Riddle at the gym or something like that, and then they just go at it. You know, like little things like that. You know, I mean, that's old school NWA right there. Yeah, you know that's old school NWA when the Horseman broke Dusty Rhodes' arm or something like that, like that. Yep. But but give us a variety of that. You know, I I I would rather see that on YouTube than some of the crap that they put up. True, true. I wouldn't mind seeing some Mandy Rose behind the back behind the scenes either. <laughs> Listen, don't make me call Tino there. All right, don't make me call the the, the former Lucky NFL bastard. Player. Yeah, I know. This guy, Jesus! Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back just to keep her happy. I, uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think, I think he was given enough chances. Unfortunately, yeah, what I they, think they hired I, him and fired him like three, four times. Yeah, yeah. Then he went to AEW, and then they took him back. And I just, I just, I think that they just, I would, you know, you could see him come. I would maybe like he's comes back as like a, a trainer, like a personal trainer, like you know, for fitness or something with these guys to help them get their bodies ready in better shape. I could see something like that, but I just don't think he, I, I think it passed him by. I just don't think he was ever good enough and they just weren't ever going to, going to let it, let him, let him, let him get any higher than where he was. I mean, he didn't ever even made it to TV on NXT. No, no. So, you know, he, he's the type of guy that had all the tools, yep. looked great, clearly a fantastic athlete, had the resume um, coming from the NFL. And yet, something just still never clicked. And it's amazing that a guy like that could achieve as much as he's achieved, knowing damn well that like he doesn't have enough of it. It looks like he does. It smells like he does. But then when you actually, you know, say, okay, show me. And then you look at the quality work and it's like, oh man, that ain't it. Yeah. It's it's just, it's amazing that there are people in this world that exist who can come that close and yet still not cross over and be able to make it work. But, you know, props to the guy. He's a millionaire off of doing less than millionaire quality work. Imagine yep. that. 
Yep. You know? And I mean, you, you see that in all, in all sports. I mean, yep. it's, you know, you think about like, you see that baseball player who has all the tools. They talk about how he has all the tools, He's a five tool player, but he doesn't make it. Yep. You know, he never gets anywhere. Same thing in football, same thing in basketball, same thing in hockey. You got these naturals, you know, that are drafted, you know, you see it in basketball all the time. Guys go number one in the draft and they, they, they become busts. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just the way it is. You never know. You never know with these guys. And, you know, and now, you know, with the NIL program and NXT and all sorts of other stuff, I mean, it's getting harder and harder for these guys. Yeah. You know, it's getting harder and harder. I mean, they're obviously, you know, they do realize that, you know, the bigger and the, the bigger athletes are the ones that do eventually draw and the bigger natural athletes are the ones that will, you know, bring bring people to the TV and to the arenas and stuff, you know. Now, I mean, not all of these guys that are signing from NIL are going to make it, you know, but there are some that you could definitely say, you look at them, you're like, oh, my God, this this is, they're going to be, they're going to be something. Well, one can hope at least, and I'll, I'll tell you, that is one of those things that it, it's cooking in the lab and we haven't seen it actually um, emerge into what it's going to be. But my goodness, I think that NIL program is going to be something that they're going to produce some superstars. There's no question in my mind about that. Yep. Um, and it's going to be tell you one. I can tell you one that I don't think will ever be a superstar though. Who's that? Steveson. Gable Steveson. I, I don't think he's ever going to make it. That's interesting. That's interesting of you to say that. I don't think he's going to make it. He got, think about it, at WrestleMania, he got no reaction. Yeah. None. Yeah. I just, I, I, I just, I don't think he's going to make it. Now, that's his brother, right? Uh, yep. Damien Kemp. That's his brother. He's got, he's got a good, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's, he's learning. I think that kid's coming along at the pace that he should be. He's learning. He's good. He's good. He's good. And I mean, some of these other guys that have done, you know, the Creed brothers are phenomenal. Tiffany Stratton is phenomenal. Um, Camelo is great. I love Grayson. I love Grayson Waller. I think he's, he's one of my favorites. He's amazing. Um, yeah. And you know, you know, the guys like, I, you know how I say this forever. The guys like Von Wagner, Tony D'Angelo, <laughs> Bron Breaker, forget it. I no, no, the, 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 never, never. <laughs> Bron Breaker will never be a main event guy. Never will be. I, I they, it, honestly, they need to take the title off of the NXT because it, 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 it means nothing. It, it, it's doing nothing oh. for the show right now. Listen, if you're not going to put the title on a guy, um, you know, like like uh, Carmelo Hayes, who he should who, be the champion right now. He's he's the macho man of of NXT. Like he, whether he's the Intercontinental Champion or not, in this case, what is that? The North American Champion. Yep. Whether he's North American Champion or not, we know he's the number one champion in that company yep. in that in that uh, division there. But if you're not going to put it on him, then at least put it on Grayson Waller. I mean, oh, absolutely. What are we doing? You know? Yep. Here's a guy in Grayson Waller where if it's not going to be Carmelo, then do it. give it to Grayson because one of those two guys could headline NXT pay-per-views and actually draw money. Exactly. Yep. hundred percent. I mean, I think I, – I, I don't know if you follow Grayson Waller on social media, but he's hilarious. He's excellent on social media. He's just he's he's, 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 he's good. I mean, I mean, he, he still does need some work in the ring, but he's not terrible. You know, he, he's getting there. He's not as good as Carmelo is in the ring, but he's getting there. And I, I, I think, I think he's, I think he's the, the one of the next big things. I really do. I, I really do. And I mean, they, you know, they let him come up and feud with AJ Styles a little bit and stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, that was definitely interesting. So, and it, it, it makes fun. you wonder though, like, what are they? Why aren't they? 
doing more with this guy? Do do they feel that in order for him to really be the money maker long term for them, that they that he needs a little bit more work? Because it's like a guy like that. Look, sometimes you got to throw people in the in the in the water and let them swim. Yes, a hundred percent. Yep. You know, and that means they're going to fail. Roman Reigns, prime example. That means they're going to fail uh, at first, but eventually they're going to get it, and or they're not. You know, some people will flame out. I mean, there there have been people who we thought, you know, Bo Dallas is a great example. Bo Dallas was NXT champion. Was it NXT or was it FCW? FCW. It was FCW. He was champion. And and everyone was saying, you know, he's the next big thing and he's he's fantastic and has all the tools. And that guy never actually caught on. Nope. Um, but you have to take those risks because you'll find – a diamond in the rough, like a solo Sokoa, if you just let the guy swim. Just just get him out there. You know what I mean? Get him yep, out there. I agree. I agree. He's you know, this they have got some good stuff down there. They they, they they really do. They really they really do. They do. And you know, um who knows what it's gonna be, you know, now that Triple H is running it again. I don't I know people are all in fear of, you know, going back to the old black and gold. I don't think he's gonna do that. I really don't. I think I think he's gonna try to combine the two i do i will say that but i don't think he's going to go back to the all black and gold and all the you know like dnd guys and stuff like that i do think that if there's somebody you know on the indie scene that they like that they think that they could do something with i i definitely think that they will you know definitely give them a look i would not be surprised you'd be stupid not to you know but i, I you know i think I, I think there's good things i mean in it to me over the past couple of months, it was clear to me after a few things that you know, as wonderful as Vince McMahon was, and as much as he did for the industry, his time had passed. His time had passed. I mean, he. I think about some of the things that he was doing. Um, Bearcat Keith Lee, come on, you know. I mean, whether you like Keith Lee or not, or or anything like that, you know, you could do something. You could have done something with that guy. You know, you really could have, and you know. Taking doing what he did with Karrion Cross, I mean, from day one when Karrion Cross and Scarlett got in NXT, with that entrance alone, that was main roster ready from the beginning. You know, that was that was ready to go from there. And just seeing some of the things that he's that he was doing, it's just it's too bad. He, I, I really wish he could have gone out with a little bit more grace than he did. But I, I just feel like some of the ideas that he had were just. Getting to be borderline silly, just kind of like he just couldn't let he couldn't let go. He, he just he couldn't let go of the old ways, and the business needs to evolve. And I think it's in great hands with Stephanie Triple H. And I mean, Nikon is a freaking genius, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I, I'm not going to disagree with anything that you said. Um, I will say this though: Vince McMahon, even out of touch, is still better than everything else in the industry that's not in the WWE right now. <laughs> well, that went without saying, Duke. I mean, you we know, know that. So that's that's the only caveat that I'll put there. But I agree. I, I clearly the, the the Bearcat Keith Lee thing was was nonsense, and the Carrying Cross thing was nonsense. And I think, you know, the, the the further we are away from that, where we can look at it with fresh eyes, the more I'm able to acknowledge the fact that I think that was somebody, and maybe it was not just Vince. Maybe it's Vince and, and Bruce and some of these other folks who collectively were making decisions but Vince had the final say I think this was their way of of crapping on Triple H because I don't understand 
yeah. why you would need to, to to repackage a guy like Karrion Cross. Why would you need to repackage Keith Lee? Like, what is like? I don't get it. It never made sense. No, nope. it was already fine the way it was, and you yeah. had a, a you had a sample with NXT to build off of. It's like okay, so people there there is a, a collection of fans that respond to this guy. Yeah. So let's you know let's sometimes you gotta you gotta just stick with it. And exactly. I don't understand the people that they give up on so quickly, like a Keith Lee or even like a Karrion Cross, but yet they'll stick with other people. And it's like, this is never going to like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. Why is I this mean, guy on my TV? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, get theory, Austin theory off my TV. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I haven't liked that. I've never understood that one from the beginning. You know, does, has anyone talked about the money in the bank briefcase at all lately? No. No, it doesn't no. matter anymore. Yeah. I love the Money in the Bank briefcase. I love it when it's on somebody good. You know, it's being wasted on on, on him. I mean, he's. It's not that he's not talented and he's and he doesn't have a future. He does, but he's not a main event guy. He's not. He's oh. never going to be. You know, he's he, and and this is going to sound bad, but it's not. He's he's he could be the Miz for the next twenty years. And there is zero wrong with that because the Miz has made a Hall of Fame career off the mid card. Yep. You know, off yep. the mid card. That's the Miz. You know, and it is zero wrong with that. He's he's an excellent performer, and he will go. He is a WWE Hall of Famer, one hundred percent. I, you and I have talked about this so many times. There's nothing wrong with being in the mid card. It's what keeps the company going. Agreed. Agreed 100%. And listen, I, I think that if there's a path to get that Money in the Bank briefcase off of uh, theory and get it into Sami Zayn's hands, can you imagine that? Uh, you you took the words right out of my mouth. Think that, about how great that would be. That's the story. <laughs> yep. yep. That would be that would be epic. That would be epic. You know, that's that's the move. Or even if you – you know what? Put it, put it on Kevin Owens, and then force Sammy to have to take choose sides. You know what I mean? Yep. Where it's like, is yep. he gonna, is he is he gonna sit there and beat on his friend, or is he yep. finally going to turn and help his friend? Yeah, you know, I know. So, or have have Sammy take it and then give it to Roman as like a gesture or something like that. Yeah. But it's actually a trick, whereas he can just cash in, you know, at a moment's notice. Like we would say, can anyways, but just something stupid like that. Would be fun, but I agree. Put it on Sami Zayn. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Listen, uh, Danny G. As always, you knocked it out of the park. You know, I, I didn't agree with every pick, but uh, overall, your list is a hell of a lot better than the PWI list. So I, I, I give you kudos for that, brother. What's the best way folks can keep up with you? Because I know that you, uh, you know, on Twitter, I'm at Wicked Smart, which clearly I'm not, but you know, from that, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Whatever. Um, you know, like I've said before, I'm not, I, I just like to have good conversation. You know, um, it's, it's amazing what happens to me when, with some of these people from Twitter and it's always, and it, 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 it's just the truth. It's, it's, it's these, it's these AEW fans. They just, they just, they ruin everything. They really, really, really do. It's like, it's like they can't, they, they, they well, actually, you know what? It, 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 it's understandable because they take after their leader. You know, the leader can't stand being number two. He can't stand being number two. So he feels like he has to always compensate for it, and that's what they do. They can't just do what they do. They just have to, they have to try to take everybody else down with them. 
I want to remind you to check out Zencaster. Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. That is my favorite program to use for all my recording needs. And the great part is not only do they have audio, but they also have video options as well. So whether you're video conferencing, podcasting, just catching up with friends and loved ones, you definitely want to check out Zencaster. They have uh, paid subscriptions. They also have a free version, which I'm actually using right now. Transcripts, the whole nine yards, and even get this, Zencaster has started to do hosting. So for all you podcasters out there, if you're looking for a host for your show, please consider Zencaster. You will not regret it. I'm telling you right now. Once again, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Made on Zencaster. That's right. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.